Hey, Justin, back again with Stay at Home Dads Podcast, where I talk about a lot of dad stuff as well as a lot of guy stuff. So thank you for showing up today on this 50th episode. Yes, 50. I made it to 50. That's, uh, that's pretty cool as far as I'm concerned. I'm pretty proud of that. I've been doing this for almost a year now. It has evolved and changed, which I kind of imagined that it would. And I've been trying to get better and do better, and I will continue to do so. So here's to 50 more. That's an NA beer, by the way. It's actually an athletic brewing beer. So cheers to uh, 50 episodes. So, all right, I am back from my little 10-day road trip, vacation, extravaganza that did not really go as planned, but it was still a vacation. Some parts were like a goddamn nightmare, but I made it. So let me just go through and recap. Start from the beginning, I guess. I actually tried to record a show last week while driving down the highway at 75 miles an hour in Colorado in my loud-ass truck. Needless to say, the audio did not turn out so well, so I had to scrap the whole damn thing. But, oh well, it happens, I guess. I really didn't want to subject you to that awful audio recording anyways. It was it was bad. By the way, driving. Am I in the minority with people who enjoy road tripping long distances? I love it. I really do. I know it's not the most efficient mode of travel in respects with time, but there's just something about it that I really enjoy much, much more than flying. But yes, my kids love flying. They love sitting in the plane and looking out the windows and all that stuff. But you really don't get to see the country that way. That kind of that gritty way that really, you know, you really get to like see it and take it all in. And I think that's what I enjoy so much. You get to see things in places that most times you would never normally see. And maybe a lot of people probably haven't seen. I actually drove through the geographical center of the United States on this trip. Somewhere in Kansas. thought that was pretty badass. I did not get a picture of it. I wish I did, but I didn't. Um, I also came across a sign that said it was the site of the Sand Creek Massacre in eastern Colorado. So I actually had to do a U-turn in the middle of the highway and go back and take a look. And it was the site of a massacre of a bunch of Native Americans by the U.S. Army. It's uh, pretty crazy stuff, pretty sad stuff. I think a lot of it had to do with land disputes and the uh, white man moving in on the Native's land. I think a lot of that stems from there. But I'll link a wiki article I actually found since I've been home that really describes the whole thing in detail. It's It's actually really cool. So those are some of the reasons right there that I like to drive. You don't get to see that stuff when you fly. There's just so much history out there, even in within our own states. I mean, we could go drive a couple hours up the highway. I think actually a few years ago, me and Olivia went on a road trip. I had to pick up some truck parts, some used stuff I bought off of Marketplace. And I came across this national forest or this marshland and it had all these catwalks and stuff. It was really cool and she enjoyed it. It was just something that we saw a sign and said hey let's go check this out and it was uh, it was a uh, a worthwhile little detour but yeah it's just i don't know it's just interesting to see that stuff and i would like to bring my kids on more road trips like that as well and show them things and educate them 
it's just a great way to explore this country. This, this country is huge, and these are all little pieces of history scattered all over the place. Plus, I enjoy looking at really old shit on the side of country roads. I think that's a hobby of mine, maybe. Old cars and trucks and old buildings and old gas stations. It's just, it's just kind of fun. I like to look at it, take pictures of it, and try to convince my wife to let me buy it. So, anyways, if you have a chance to drive, I suggest it. Don't be in a hurry when you do it. Give yourself some time and explore and uh, check things out. It's kind of cool. But anyways, back to this vacation. So, so I left last Wednesday, the last Wednesday in February, and headed on my nice 17-hour drive to Denver. No issues, right? I mean, driving in the middle of winter across the country, piece of cake. No problems. Well, I should have expected it. I hit weather. I hit freezing rain. That was quite a joy sliding all over and windshield icing up and I couldn't see where the hell I was going. It was, uh, it was pretty nuts. But anyways, I made it to Denver in two days in one piece. So that's all good there. So now I'm into Friday and at my buddy's house and he had some errands and shit to do, which kind of sucked. And actually in hindsight, I should have just let him do his errands And I had my vehicle, I should have just headed to the resort, to the mountain myself, early. Maybe get some board time in, but I didn't do that. I waited around, helped him do his errands and get his stuff done, and then we headed to Crested Butte together with our other buddy. So there was three of us all together. It was Andrew, our friend Q, and myself. So back in the truck, four and a half hours more of driving. We get out to Crested Butte, we get out to our condo. It's a nice joint, pretty much like a hotel, but it's got a little kitchenette, it's got some nice little features. Cook some food, stuff like that, it's kinda nice. So we get in, we're tired, we don't wanna do anything. We decide just to order some takeout. It was cold as hell outside, it was dark, and we just didn't feel like going anywhere. So we put in an order for some food, piece of cake. Well. That was my responsibility. I get on the blower. Well, I ordered the food for the three of us, and I guess I didn't ask about the pricing. I guess I should have. Or take into account the convenience fee for being on the side of a goddamn mountain in the middle of nowhere. Because we ordered two pizzas, two small orders of chicken wings, and one small salad. And the total was delivered $116. And I don't know if it's just me, but are you, I don't, $116 for that? Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. Like, what, is this made of gold? I don't know. And it all kind of started on the phone with me asking the pizza girl if they had some sort of supreme pizza. Just something with a few toppings on it, you know, normal supreme friggin' pizza, right? Well, she recommended this one called the Booty Call, which made me laugh that I'm talking to some random pizza girl and asking about a booty call. But anyways, apparently the booty call is this pizza joint's most expensive pizza on their whole menu. Like, damn it. Like, seriously, this girl must have seen me coming a mile away, I guess. So anyways, I don't know. I guess I'm just cheap. And I don't eat out that often because the prices, they got me shook, all right? They they hit me hard, so... Alright, so we get up the next day. I've recovered from the price gouging. I've got a little bit of bubble guts going on, you know what I mean? But nothing so bad, so we hit the mountain. 
which is uh, within walking distance. And by the way, that's a must on any ski trip, but especially if you go to one of these places with your kids, a ski in, ski out, or in our case, a walk five minutes in, walk five minutes out from the ski lift. It's, it's, it makes a huge difference when you're doing this stuff. So we get out there, we board the whole day, or we board most of the day. We got a little tired, and then we head in. No bad spills, no falls or anything. And my bum knee is actually holding up pretty well, so it was a good day. So we head in from the mountain and get ourselves cleaned up, get ready to do some grocery shopping, right? Because there's no way that I'm going to order food or go to a restaurant or get hosed again on this expensive-ass dining. So we figure we would be smart this time and go to the grocery store, which another tip is since we were driving, and if you're driving to the mountain from the city, just buy your food at your normal store and bring it with you because even the groceries up there were somewhat outrageously priced. More expensive than normal anyways. All right, so we made dinner, and then we went to bed. And that's when it started. You remember those bubble guts, right? What I mentioned earlier? Well, they came back to haunt me as well as my buddy Andrew in a bad bad way. Sunday was supposed to be our awesome full day on the hill. We figured a lot of people would have been going home being Sunday. We would kind of have a nice sparsely populated mountain to play on. Well, the only thing that we were playing with was the bathroom toilet. Guts be bubbling and vomit cometh. For me at least. And when I say bubble guts, I'm sorry, that's just a polite way to say, well, you know, diarrhea. Or as Andrew would say, butt pee. I know, gross, but it is what it is. It happens to the best of us. So that was our Sunday. Totally fucking ruined our day, completely. And I did try to rally for part of Sunday, and I had a nice vomit session, and then me and Q jumped out there and tried to get some some snowboarding in. And I only lasted about an hour, hour and a half. I just couldn't hang anymore, so we, we called it. So we laid low the rest of Sunday. Couldn't really eat anything. Or, I mean, maybe we didn't want to eat anything. We did not feel good at all. So we kind of had a discussion and made an agreement that if Monday came around and we still felt like hell, that we would just stick a fork in it and call it a day and just pack it in and, and head back to Denver Monday morning. Initially, we were supposed to snowboard Saturday all day, Sunday all day, and then a half day on Monday, and then head home. So, if Monday was bad, then that was it. We were done. And now here's an interesting caveat. Q didn't get sick. Not once. Not the whole time we were there. He felt fine the entire time. So this got me and Andrew thinking, do we have altitude sickness Was it the firehouse subs we ate the other day? Was it Andrew's daughter? She had a little doo-doo bug on Friday, and we were both around her extensively, so maybe it was that. Maybe it was a combination of things. I'm, I'm not really sure. We still don't know. And I mean, if you look at the symptoms of altitude sickness, it does kind of line up close to what we had or what we were feeling. Nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, headache, lethargy inability to sleep. So I don't know. We really don't know. I even went as far as calling the front desk at our hotel and saying, hey, you know, we might have oxygen deprivation, altitude sickness. And they just told us to do deep breathing 
And if we didn't feel better to call an ambulance, well, I didn't call an effing ambulance. I'm not going to do that. So as you could probably guess, Monday rolled around and it was just as bad. So we packed it up, loaded the truck and got the hell out of there. And that was pretty much the end of our supposed to be amazing bros boarding trip. Hashtag fail. Hashtag this sucks. So now when I usually get sick, just like anybody else, I don't do much or I do as little as possible. But sometimes when that does not work, I try to tell myself, get up, just move, get outside, try to be active. I just figure that if laying around is not helping me, then maybe some fresh air, some light activity, and trying to focus my mind on something will help me forget about it or help me get over it. Does anybody else kind of have that same thought process? I mean, even the last time I drank too much alcohol, I did this, and it seemed to kind of help. So I tried that on this trip too. I went out, went for a walk, ran some errands, and I think it did help. Even at the resort, I went down to the little gym, and I just did some light walking on the treadmill for 15 minutes to kind of just take my mind off how shitty I was really feeling. And then when we got back to Andrews too, I did the same thing. I, I got in my truck, I ran some errands, some things I had to pick up before my trip could continue, walk around a little bit, just try to put myself together. I mean, I had a three-hour drive coming up the following day to go visit my mom and my stepdad, so you just got to power through, right? So, following day now, this is... uh. I don't, days don't matter. I don't know why I'm explaining actual days, but anyways, the following day, I thought I was in the clear. I felt, felt, actually felt pretty good. Woke up, got in my truck, drove the three hours to my parents' place in Southern Colorado and uh, thought all was well, but uh, nope, uh, I was wrong. It wasn't all well. The sickness saga continued. I did feel better but I still had the bubble guts, and that pretty much lasted the entire time I was at their place, which was another four freaking days. So, But they live in a beautiful place, though. It's, it's amazing. Southern Colorado, up in the mountains, beautiful little cabin that they built themselves. They've got some land and some trees and wildlife everywhere. It was just, it was really nice, really peaceful. It was really great to see them and spend some time with them. It's, uh, it's really the type of place, if you want to unplug and you know maybe get offline and just relax and and do other things other than stare at your phone that's that's the place to do it so but anyway sorry for possibly wasting your time reciting my whole vacation to you I'm almost done I promise so anyways I hung out there for four days like I said had a great time but then I had a choice to make. Do I, and I was kind of feeling better, but not 100%. So do I drive back up to the resort corridor, you know, outside of Denver there, and then use the last two days of my ski pass and actually get some really good snowboarding in? Or do I say, screw it, and I just pull the plug and I go home? Now, at this point, I had already been gone, I don't know, nine days or so. And do I want to be gone two more? On one hand, I don't like wasting money. I still have two days left on my ski pass that I paid for. But on the other hand, I don't want to be super selfish and continue to be gone. And I know I'm talking about selfishness again, so I'm sorry. 
That's the only time I'll bring it up. Well, maybe not. We'll see. Well, I decided I finally just made the decision just to just to go home, just to get the hell out of there. I was finally getting over my shitstorm, and I didn't want to tempt that or mess with that. Plus, the nine days I was already gone. It's a long time to be away from your family and your wife and your kids and all that. And I really missed them. I missed I missed all of them. And it was kind of tough to be gone that long. I'll be honest. It was it was kind of hard. I sometimes I was uh, really sad. A lot more than I thought I would have been, really. And like I've said in the past, sure, these solo trips are nice sometimes. You get away, you don't have responsibility, you get to kind of be free and play. But I also think my priorities are really changing. That I would rather take trips, even trips like this one, and bring the wife and kids and experience these things together rather than go by myself or go with the bros. I think bringing the family is... is what I would like to do from now on, honestly. I mean, I enjoy my buddies, I do, but I enjoy being around my family and I would like to see them experience these things. And sorry if this is a total repeat from a few weeks ago, I'm sorry. I don't even know what I talked about then, so I don't mean to sound like a broken record. So yeah, I think the solo trips are, do I say fleeting? becoming less and less, and then the family trips are going to kind of slide in there and take over, and I will still be just as happy. I think there is a time for those solo trips when you, I don't know, have no kids, possibly when you have kids and they're young, and your spouse doesn't mind being stuck at home with them or stuck at home with the baby. And then again, when your kids are older, more self-sufficient, I don't know, teens maybe. Maybe someone could chime in and let me know that's got older kids, so... But that time between those stages, you know, 5, 8, 12 range, that's when the kids are excited. They're really excited to do things, do new things, and they just want to be around you and have fun. And I just don't want to sleep on those moments anymore. I don't want to miss those moments. Like people say, kids are only a certain age for a certain amount of time. So take advantage of that and spend as much time as you can with them as possible. It just is what it is. One day you'll wake up and your 8-year-old will be a 17-year-old and you're going to ask yourself where the hell did the time go. So, And plus, we decided to have kids, so we should want to be with them, right? So hopefully I didn't contradict myself too much between this show and other shows. You can let me know. Maybe my opinions from a few weeks ago before I went on this trip have changed, or maybe they haven't changed from actually been on the trip now. Maybe they flip-flopped. I don't know. I don't even remember. But Now, looking ahead, though, we do have trips planned, family trips planned. Me and the wife and the kids are going to Destin, Florida in June. I think it's June. And then we're going to possibly take a California trip slash Vegas trip. Might be, it might be next month. I'll have to... Uh, get with the wife on that and make sure what those dates are but and yes those are fam- that's family trip too the Cali trip is a family trip as well so I'm very excited for those take my kids to the beaches and stuff like that maybe see some cousins when we get to Vegas that'd be awesome anyways I hope you enjoyed hearing me recap my eventful not really much I could have done to alter it type of vacation I guess I could have brought the kids with me but then they could have gotten sick or I should have not eaten the booty call pizza. I guess there's no sense living in the past. 
One thing is for sure, though, the booty call pizza did call my booty straight to the bathroom, right? So that is a truth. I do have that to uh, always remember. All right. So thank you for uh, sticking with me here at Stay Home Dad's podcast. If you have time, leave a comment somewhere. I don't know where you can do that, but find a place and let me know anything you want. Uh, Maybe leave a review or something cool like that. It always helps. Also, uh, tell your friends. Let them know that they can get this podcast on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, as well as Google Podcast. And that's it. I will talk to you some more next week.